<laughs> Joe has a baby, it's a girl, that's right. <laughs> Hang on. Are you watching Matchstick Man? I love that movie. <sighs> okay, so um, we're at 2.20, so I'm going to mark 2.30, and that's where the recording is going to start. So, five, four, I'm not a rocket ship. <sighs> All right. And so, okay. All right. I want to welcome everybody to come in and listen to Two Assholes and One Mic or What's Your Effing Binge, a podcast brought to you by Joe and Chris. I'm Chris. That's Joe. I'm Joe. (laughs) So, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're definitely staying with the theme of dealing with the series that everybody binges. But since it's the turn of a new year and everybody's putting out their their top 10 list or whatever. Joe and I thought we would take a little bit of a different take on it and look at the past, uh, the top 10 series for each of us from the past decade. And I know that both of us have outlined this a little bit differently. Joe's going to have shows shows in that are different than mine. And I will exclude some shows that Joe probably includes. So my list will end up being different. Um, so we'll end up with, you know, 15, 20 picks here that are good for everybody to catch up on if we mention any series that you haven't watched or whatever before this would be a good way to catch up on the best hits from the past decade so um you want to roll out with uh how you set yours up bro okay so basically what i did is um and now bear in mind i come from like a more of a movie background I, i don't have a long attention span and especially these days i don't have um, the time to just sit in front of a TV and, and watch stuff. So um, I went with shows that uh, that spanned through the 2010s. Maybe the uh, a lot of them might have started uh, a couple of years before 2000, you know, six, seven, eight, and they ran through the 10. So uh, mine includes anything that was in 2010, but it didn't necessarily have to start within that decade. And there's a lot of stuff that. Uh, that you guys are going to be like, oh, hey, where's uh, Matchstick Man? Where's, you know, where's the Americans? I haven't had a chance to watch enough of that to make an honest assessment of it. And I know they're good okay. series. Ray Donovan, I know, is a great series. Um, you know, it's just I haven't gotten around to watching it. So uh, this is just stuff out of what I've watched, what I've seen in the last decade and not just like what I looked up on, you know, YouTube or IMDB or went online. It's like, quick, I got to find 10 series, stuff like that. So some of them are going to be a little off the wall and some are going to be picks that you guys probably like expect to see. So that's, that's what I did with mine. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a, it's okay to have picks that follow people's expectations. That's all right. Because I mean, we're picking stuff that we like to watch which means other people obviously have to have to like to watch it too. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I did mine a little bit differently. I um, um, only went with the series that began post 2010. Um, so I'm only <laughs> only worried about what has ran this past decade, right? This current decade that just closed. I so that, that means, um, unfortunately, I have to leave off some shows. 
And um, I'm not going to ruin your list or anything because I'm sure a couple of these have to be on your list. So I'm not going to go go into, you know, I'm leaving off Mad Men or whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they definitely belong on the list. I did watch that series, but it started in 2007. That's the only one I'm going to mention because it won so many fucking awards. It won like 23 um, whatever TV series is version of the Oscars is. That's the Emmys or whatever, right? It's yeah. won like 23 of those fucking things. And the Golden Globes, it's won like another 15 or something. Yeah. I mean, John Hamm's like an international superstar now because of that. So, um, yeah. You know, I know, like I said, I know it's a great series. Uh, I just haven't been able to watch it. So I, I can't really say, you know, that it's, it's I think, one of my I think, I think people will forgive us for that because that show pretty much ended like seven, eight years ago. I looked up on how many seasons it ran. It started in 2007 and it was done it was in 2015. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was tw- there was one like layover like comeback episode that happened in 2015. The series itself ended in 2012 or 2013, but there was like one last little thing like what they did with Breaking Bad El Camino. They had one last little comeback thing um, right. that. So that I think people will forgive us if if it was on their list, they've already watched it and if they haven't then fucking just watch some reruns, man. Shit. That's a 15-year-old series basically. Shit, man. Fuck uh, shit. <laughs> but um uh i figure are we ranking from the lowest to the highest are we going to stay with that platform so it's easy for everyone to follow yeah yeah like I'll, i got a couple honorable mentions i'll drop and then i'll drop my number 10 and then you can do we can alternate or we can just go okay i can run mine off however you want to do it um, yeah, I'm just going to go from the lowest to the highest, and I'm just going to yeah. like drop a couple bombs on a couple shells that I think a lot of people people liked. But um, there's a couple of them that rank really high on the list, and I watched them. And there's a couple of them that I don't give high as marks. Like if you look at Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, um, they have extremely high ratings, but I don't give them that because they're very predictable and it's like a rehash of other shit so anyways we'll get to that here in a minute man yeah, go ahead bro okay. roll out okay so i have a couple honorable mentions um the first one and i'm not really a super huge fan of the show i'm not there's a few episodes that i like my wife digs the hell out of this show but it does have its moments um and I and I know it's a it's a great series, and I know a lot of people like it, so I kind of included it just for that. Um, I I can watch it, but I'm not going to seek it out. Uh, and that's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, it started. It's been on for a long. It started in 2005. It's 14 seasons. It's still it's still going strong. Um, you know, Danny DeVito is money in that. Um, you know, and and it's uh, it's basically the premise of uh, these guys own a bar in Philadelphia that apparently no one ever goes to, and it's just kind of all their misadventures of uh, you know tooling around Philly. There's not a lot to the show, but uh, it's pretty ridiculous and it is humorous. Um, Charlie Day is a little over the top for me, so it's you know that's why it's not really high high on my list. Charlie Day is the guy with the funny ass voice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that just shouts really loud about everything and and spazzes out. Um, you know, he's he's funny like in uh, 
horrible boss as he's okay in that. But, yeah, you know, and it's, like I said, it, it's a funny series. It's a good series. Anything Danny DeVito does is, is gold, really. Um, right. You know, and, and this is no different. So it, it made an honorable mention for me. And the other one, uh, which started, that's that airs on FX, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Um, cool. And, and the other one I have is True Blood. Um, now, me and you, when that came out in 2008, I mean, we watched the heck out of that show, especially the first four seasons. We'd all get together. We watched the absolute balls off of that show, and then it was yeah. like fucking weak and gay, like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really started fading. Uh, I mean, it went seven seasons on HBO. Um, vampires and the folklore and the whole Southern Gothic thing was was really kind of you know intriguing for a while, and then it got into the fairies and the and you know it just started really kind of kind of fading. The but, were creatures where they're cha- shape changing, and then you yeah, had the fucking yeah. Yeah, man, it it, it, it started, they like tried to encompass everything that they didn't have to. Yeah, it, it was, was just the high seven toss of folklore, but right, you know, it was still Anna Paquin, you know, running around naked. All the all the sexy stuff, and it was you know it was worth it, I guess. Um, Anna Paquin you know, was incredibly hot. She definitely yeah. would would be on my top twenty list for hot chicks in the. In series, yeah. probably. Right, right. But I certainly enjoyed the first four seasons, maybe the first four and a half. Um, you know, and that was the early 2010s there. So that was, that made an honorable mention for me. Um, okay. And my number 10, and this is one of the big tickets for the, uh, one of the big two shows that's still airing right now on Showtime. Uh, my number 10 is Shameless. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shameless is, I mean, it's, it's basically a show about a, a family in Chicago that's uh, the dad's kind of a grifter, no good kind of, you know, hustler kind of piece of crap that, you know, but that kind of runs the family, but not really because he's just always out trying to get his next hustle going. And so Frank Gilbert's an epic piece of shit, bro. He's so he fucking hilarious. <laughs> he is. And William <laughs> the shit he does. Yeah, is fucking. But like, whenever he comes to the house in the wheelchair, and they don't have the <laughs> ramp built for him yet, or whatever, yeah. and he's yeah. just like laying on the stairs, and the kids like Fiona and Lip, they're just like, "Hey, what you doing, Frank?" Yeah, and they just doing, step Frank? over him and shit. Him hilarious. <laughs> they have no respect for him. They don't call him dad ever. Um, right. And the mom, they don't call it. Uh, these kids were basically raised by the oldest daughter, Fiona. Uh, who Emmy Rossum and by the way William H Macy is amazing dude I think he's won like I don't know three dozen Golden Globes for this um that's an exaggeration yeah he's he's won a lot yeah big yeah. time like the whole show he's, itself their trophy case is like up to forty some odd fucking Emmys and Golden Globes yeah it's it's an enjoyable series it's there's not a there's not a lot of thinking to it I mean it's it's just you know, it's like living in Jimtown. Basically, this family lives in Jimtown. Exactly. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, it's kind of like the you know, the ghetto part of Evansville, Indiana. Uh, and they're, it's basically their everyday life there and just kind of chronicles that. Um, Joan Cusack's in it, Emmy Rossum, uh, Steve Howley, the, the, the next door neighbor, is really good. Um, yeah, the next door couple, the uh, black yeah. wife and the white guy, those, yeah. those 
those two yeah. crack me up all yeah. the way through. It, it, it's it's a really sneaky, funny kind of series. Um, you guys haven't heard of it, you're probably just fell on to you know fell on down to earth today because um, it's been fun. <laughs> it started in I think it. Um, I want to say it started in 2011. So it's it one is that 2011, actually, and the new series just came out in September. Yeah, so it's gone 10 seasons on Showtime. You can catch up with it on Netflix, um, or the Showtime Go app, I guess. Uh, either one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of a a coming of age thing for some of the younger kids that. You know, it follows them from when they're they're in grade school, and now they're like young adults and adults with kids, and kind of just follows the whole family and uh, what they have to deal with on a regular basis, dealing with their dad, who's just a uh, natural born scumbag, and and how they, <laughs> how they have to you know make ends meet <laughs> daily. Um, I will it's say such a total fuck up to the point where, like Ian, whenever he's he's going through all of his. Well, not going through it. He's gay and everything, and he's like he hiding gay, it from yeah. him. And uh, and then um, whenever what's the little girl's name? The redhead Debbie, isn't that her name? Debbie. Whenever she yeah. has, uh-huh. has a fucking kid because she needs something to do. That shit's <laughs> right. right. It's so fucked up. Yeah. But we it's, know so I, we, because we lived in Jimtown. We actually know yes. like two or three yeah. of these fucking families yeah. that are kind you of know. like that. Yeah, they have a Debbie and they have a freaking uh, a, a Philip and they have you know um, a, a, all of them have a Carl. Shit. Yeah, I think there for I think there for a while I might have been a Frank Gallagher uh, kind of type there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, definitely a, an epic show. That's for sure. That comes ten for you. That's my number ten. Yeah, I sure hope it doesn't. It looks like it. You know how we remember on Roseanne when they kind of won the lottery and started. They came into a windfall of money. Uh-huh, uh huh. And it ruined the show. Kind yeah. of trending that way, and I hope it doesn't because it kind of loses its its ambiance. Um, you know when they when they have money because this whole show is based on them. You know being broke. The Daily Hustle. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Emmy Rossum left last year. Uh, they left it open for her to come back. I, I don't know if she will, but the storyline kind of made it, and this is a minor spoiler, made it to where maybe she'll come back, maybe she won't. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's my number 10. So that's that's what I got. Okay. Kick ass. Um, so I'll cover a couple of honorable mentions just because they were so kick ass, but they started before 2010. That's how I'm doing mine. Um <laughs> Uh, the first one is Office. Yes. Uh, started in 2005. That's the reason it's not officially on my list before anybody fucking blows me up with hate mail or something stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, um, great series from the very beginning. Like if you watched, if if you've watched it from the beginning, you watched the pilot all the way up until season seven. Uh, the premise stays the same. A couple of the characters move around or whatever, like Jim ends up becoming the boss whenever, um, you know, what's his face yeah. is off pursuing his movie career and everything. But yeah. uh, still, the premise and the, and the uh, Steve Carroll, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to diss his name, but um, but whatever <laughs> he's in, <laughs> Mr. What Have You, yeah, yeah Mr. What Have You, 
but he, he's a major accomplished actor now because of that series. This started 15 years ago. Yeah. And he's yeah. done so many major fucking roles. It's just so right. crazy. And he was like in the late thirties um, when this started. I mean, so Yeah. And he's, he's fifty he's, he's my age. I mean, yeah. He's 50, 51. I'm yeah. I'm not fifty yet, but he's pretty much my age. So yeah. Right, right. And I mean he uh, this you know, he was a few years younger than me, dude, when, when he when his career really took off. So I have I have hope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's never too late to start. But um like all the way through the series, there's so many iconic scenes. There's so many things that you just, you can't do this kind of list and not bring this show up. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, if it was, if this was the best of the century show, it would definitely be like probably number Easy. four or three, definitely yeah. top five Easy. probably for the whole time. But uh, as the way I've set it up, it's only going to be honorable mention for now. Um, and then the other one is uh, Dexter. Dexter was groundbreaking. Um, showed on Showtime, uh-huh. and you have this crazy serial killer fuck just running around. And from like episode three, you know this guy is a serial killer, and it's like, how the fuck is he not getting caught? All the way through all the years it ran, it ran like almost ten years. Yeah, and it wasn't until the very end that shit caught up to him whenever he's like trying to train his apprentice or whatever. Right. Um, But it it was a it was a really really good show. My wife turned it on to me. She she uh she binged like the first five or six seasons in one week. Whenever we lived up in Wisconsin, she was like, "Oh baby, you gotta watch this." I was like, "Fuck that." And then I started watching it. Yeah, at first I was like, fuck that, because the the plot is, I'm like, how's that even fucking cool? It's a serial killer who's a cop. How's he not get caught? Yeah. And then you see all the shit that he does to not get caught. I'm like, all right. And then then there's a lot of really funny parts in it. Yeah, he's a forensic analyst. So, I mean, he knows how to not get caught. Um, Yeah, it's, I like all of them except for the last, the last season kind of got just really, really stupid. Um, but when you stop and think about it, there was nowhere else it could have went from there. Right. Um, but yeah, Dexter, I really thought about putting Dexter on my list and it just missed. Uh, it just missed my, my list. Um, okay. But no, Dexter was, uh, when we first had the baby, that's, I mean, I would sit there and, and you know, <laughs> red out of nightmare, rocking her to sleep. Right, right. Which was like a little three week old. You remember you were there, and I was just the fuck yeah, dude. Dexter, dude. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. We're just fucking laid back in the recliner, going fuck. <laughs> when's this kid going to sleep? And we're just fucking falling <laughs> in and out. Yeah. We fall asleep, yeah. and it's fucking episode four. We wake up, it's episode yeah. six. We watch a couple. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, fuck, we're John. Uh, I gotta, I gotta start over. Yeah. <laughs> Very good series. Definitely, Very definitely good a good series. Like said, definitely. Didn't do it for me as much, but yeah, it was good. It's a good one. I fell off of it before the last season came in. It just started moving into like where he's doing the apprentice thing and blah blah blah. And they're you know I don't want to give away a whole lot, but I'm sure most people have seen it. But um, it just got it started getting predictable for me, and that's at the point where once something becomes predictable, if I can tell you the first ten minutes what's going to be happening at the end of the episode or within a couple of episodes, 
I I'm pretty much over and out at that point in time. Right. Um, so you know, our premise of like writing all of these series based on the first season. That's what. That's the reason that works really well for me because I can either I can determine it's engaging, or it's completely not, and I don't have to go through the whole fall off unless it's something that really grabs me, and want、right. to keep watching because that's how I usually do everything is one season I'm out.、Um, so then number ten for me is um, um, I'm going to go off of this because the way it was rated on IMDb. And TV.com, which gave it a 9.1 and an 8.9, as one of the best series of the entire decade. And I watched it whenever, whenever it first came out, whenever I heard about it coming out. And even though it was on BBC, I was like, "Fuck, I can't wait to see this," because I love Guy Ritchie, and I love all of Sherlock Holmes' shit. Whenever、yeah. Sherlock came out in 2010 on BBC, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm there." And After three episodes, again, this is my problem.、Um, it got to be, it got to be predictable. It was a rehash of all of the. I don't know if you remember the American series that had Lucy Liu, and it was a rehash of of both that and some elements of the Guy Ritchie movies plots. And、um, the and and I picked this because at best it only ran it only ran four years and at best I give it a six. However, the one shining point in it is Benning, Benning,、uh, Benedict Cumberpatch, who did Doctor Strange and、yeah. Uh, yeah. Star Trek and everything. I dig him as an actor, and he plays such a tight cast role, but he's so fucking good at it. But it just got old really quick and very played out very quick in the Sherlock series. So, even though IMDb and all these other places give it a nine plus, at best for me it ended up being a six because of the predictability. But it was great for、uh, dude to become a star because he ended up、uh, being in other shits that I ended up liking a whole lot. So, I'm cool with、okay. it. But that's my number ten. Okay. Um. So number nine. Anytime we do lists like this, you know、uh, that I can never just have ten. It's always, let's be honest, there's always eleven, but there's always a slash, right? And this is my slash, and the reason is because these two shows are pretty much different incarnations of the same show,、um, and that's The Office slash Parks and Recreation.、Um, So the office you talked about a little bit came out in 2005. Now even one in, and it ran through、uh, 2013, which means Steve Carell was only in half a season six and season seven during the 2010s. Even one and a half seasons of Steve Carell was good enough to put this show at number nine for me.、Um, don't need to go into it too much about it. It's you know story of a, a paper company and it just kind of documents.、Uh, You know the everyday、uh, operations of a mid-level paper company, and <laughs> really they do nothing the whole time. <laughs> During the whole series, I think I've actually seen them do work,、um, maybe twenty minutes total.、Uh, Steve Carell is the kind of boss that everyone wants to have. I mean, he just basically jerks off all day. He does all these impressions. Do you,、uh, do you have no career aspirations? That's your motherfucking god. That's, Believe that's that. That's your god. Yeah, he has a book called Somehow <laughs> I Manage.、Um, <laughs> so, and, and I, there's a lot of great actors in, in this. 
Uh, Krasinski. Oh, the whole series is chock full of Jack, them. Yeah, Jack Ryan. Uh, and then there's guest stars, David uh, Kirshner or whatever, um, Champ Kind from from uh, uh, Anchorman makes several appearances. He's one of the traveling salesmen that pops up, you know, every now and again in the series. Jenna Fisher. Um, everybody's in this. Rain Wilson. I mean, it's a great, great series. It's, you know, won a ton of Emmys. Uh, a lot of Golden Globe stuff. And, um, you know, I think their Golden Globe and Emmy count is 18 for the yeah. series, which for an eight season series, I mean, that's, you know, they're winning something every year. Yeah. Well, and again, they were up against a lot of great shows at that time, too. So oh, Yeah, 30 Rock and all that shit back 30 then. 30 Rock, right, which I I haven't had the pleasure of seeing, the privilege of seeing it yet. But, but uh, yeah, 30 Rock, West Wing was around for a little bit during that time, uh, Breaking Bad. So, I mean, you know, there was a lot of competition during that time. So, for them to do that uh, is pretty dang good. And um, Parks and Rec started just before 2010 2009 at the first season which was i think six episodes or something and then ron the, fucking swanson that's ron my guy swanson is one of the greatest characters in any series ever dude definitely he's the uh so parks and rec is a, basically exactly how it sounds it's it's they follow uh tv crew follows you know the parks department of Pawnee, indiana which is kind of based on Evansville, really, uh, they used Evansville as one of the uh, templates to, for Pawnee. So, um, also in Vincennes, Vincennes, yeah. Indiana, was the yeah. other one that they used for right. it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of has kind of a you know a home hometown kind of home feel roots too. Sure, sure. Um, Amy, Amy Poehler <clears throat> was was incredible in that. And this, let's face it. This kickstarted Chris Pratt's career, right? Oh, if, if it were for this, Chris Pratt doesn't yeah. exist. For yeah. all you chicks who have fucking pictures of him on your computer or phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just kind of plays this kind of bum, really, who, who just starts yeah. hanging out at City Hall and as a shine guy and eventually ends up as a total goof. Yeah. Rob Lowe. I mean, this, this series is just chock full. Everybody's in it. Um, it ran for seven seasons on NBC. Uh, a season sorry and it's it's basically just the day-to-day dealings of a, of a uh, parks department you know parks and recreation department and right. can you imagine whoever pitched this show and they're like so we're gonna show <laughs> uh, right the interior settings of this parks and recreation right. department in this small county in indiana you know fucking white bread america and we're just gonna make it really fucking funny somehow Right, like we're that's have, the pitch for those kinds of shows, man. Yeah, we're gonna have the uh, the director, the part, the go, the head of this government uh, facility, absolutely hate anything to do with the government. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 he's a he's a woodworking fucking fool, yeah. and he yeah, hates he the government. Fucking anything, dude. He can fix anything. He's fucking Nick Hale incarnate, basically. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> and. Honestly, this show should be higher for me, but I, since I really didn't have anything else that it would kind of match up to in my slash, uh, uh, with my slash move, uh huh, I got to match it up with The Office. So in reality, it's more of like a, a four, five, or six. But you know, it wouldn't match up with what I have going on at, at five and six. So 
it, so it does actually parallel the office a lot yeah. the way that yeah. they do the camera crew following right. them and it's, it's, it's definitely built off of that premise that worked yes and it's it's incredible man it's it's an incredible series both of those were on nbc you can catch up with both of them on netflix right now until the uh, NBC Now app or whatever the new streaming app that they have comes out, and then it'll be on there exclusively. But for now, you can catch yeah, it on NBC the NBC Now. Yep. So that's the big uh, that's the big hiccup everybody's having right now because of the uh, Friends being taken off of Netflix. Right. So, uh, yeah. which is cool to hear about all these kids, like people my daughter's age. She was she was telling me the other night, like. I can't go to bed without watching Friends. And I was like, well, imagine waiting every fucking Thursday for that shit to come out like we did. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's cool to see that they're doing that shit. Ben Aniston's going to have next Thursday. You know, that was, uh, I mean, that was a long time to wait, dude. It's like it was. Really appointment to me. Not a mathematician. Like what? the way we're talking about shit now we're firing out so many series over the course of like five weeks and we're already talking you know at the end of this we're probably going to be somewhere close to 30 series covered and back in the 90s if you had the the bandwidth to watch 30 series you were basically unemployed or disabled but now you can do it at the click of a button right you know unfortunately Um, it's a it's a totally different time that's why that's what kind of makes the whole topic of everything cool i think so yeah anyways yeah it does i just wish there wasn't like 17 different streaming options because that's a lot to pay every freaking every month to watch all this stuff so yeah so hashtag fire stick uh that's what that's why i love my device so much I'm throwing that in there just because, you know. Hey. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw this in. If anyone out there uh, needs to invest in stocks, might I recommend Disney Plus? So that's that's what I got. And you know, if you want to, if you do okay and you want to kick a little back, that's okay too. So definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, Disney Plus is like a game changer at the moment. Right. And if you have the right updates and stuff on your Fire Stick, you can get it. Um which is how I watch Mandalorian every Friday. And I can't wait till the episode that we actually talk about that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's, it's going so to be in the next probably two episodes. I don't see it. Going it, it almost has to be. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's so hot about it now. And we have like five episodes left. So we have to get in before the, the season is over for sure. For anybody out there who's listening, we are going to talk about it. We have to. We know that. Uh, so that's your that's your slash. Do you have fine. another one you want to throw? No, that's it. I, just one slash. It's just the one slash, actually. Um, one slash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, for just for future reference, you guys, um, probably anytime we do a top ten, I'll I'll have a slash in there. So, because you know what, it's our show. We can do what the fuck we want. We can do whatever the fuck we want, homie. All right, cool. Um, so my next one up is uh, I watched it from the beginning whenever it came out and just because I was really super intrigued with the lead actor I have always enjoyed everything Kevin Spacey has done and this series ended up being the end of Kevin Spacey's career as we know it yes I know exactly (laughs) yeah it, and um, unfortunately, and I'm not really yeah. big into 
like I have my own internal politics and I don't really like with you and Sarah I'll talk my politics but in in public I don't really get into it that much so watching a political show is a little bit different for me um which is why I ended up giving it a seven okay and on uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, they give it a 8.8 and a 98%. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because after the first season, it really did become predictable. And again, this is my, my problem. Um, I was able to see because at the time that I was watching it, uh, I don't know if you remember six years ago or so, but... Um, Barely. <laughs> yeah, right? I personally was going through a little bit of a um, uh, a different different part of life and things were not going super great for me and so while I was watching this I was plugged into politics way more than I fucking should have been yeah and the show just mirrored so much of what was going on in society and the funny fucking thing about it is is by the end of the series, we're coming into the beginning of the Me Too movement. Yes. And all of this shit, and then all of this stuff comes out about Kevin Spacey, yeah. and I'm like, see, it's the fucking problem with everything. Yeah, life imitating um, art or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, super fucking bad. But it was a really great show, however short-lived, for uh, the unfortunate part of Kevin Spacey. Uh, who I really enjoy as an actor and everything he does whenever he is playing that smarmy little fucking smart ass guy yeah is uh-huh. just gold right you know I mean, and um, when we first saw him I know he seven, did horrible right? bosses or, or yeah. whatever it was afterwards and he's had a couple of little things since then but it's pretty much been the demise of his career to an extent and if he does come out then it kind of to me and this is just my hidden political agenda with my tinfoil hat just means the me too movement was bullshit to begin with if he does get his career back that's just my take on it okay and this is for those of you who who don't know it's house of cards so house of cards yeah started in 2013 went for four seasons robin right in those four seasons the incredible thing about this show is in those four seasons, it collected 18 Emmys and yeah. 17 fucking Golden Globes. 35 yeah. awards in four seasons, man. Well, it's got two Oscars. The production was top notch. Yeah. So, so, absolutely. Absolutely. So, that's, that's, that's coming in. Um, Coming in after Sherlock, yeah, okay, and House and House of Cards. Those are my see, bottom two on on shit. See, and House Where of Cards, at? I haven't. Uh, uh, that's another show that I haven't been able to invest enough time to make my own. It's my worth own. the watch. The first season completely sets up the entire series, and pretty much shows you the character arcs of everything that happens the plot development and the plot twist, they all repeat. That's the reason I was like midway through. It was okay, cool. You're getting real fucking predictable with the way you're constructing all of this, Um, which I'm okay with. I mean, fucking mash ran for fucking 40 years, you know, because it was the same thing every fucking weekend, but it was, yeah. 
you know, um, at some point it's like, okay, cool. I got something else to watch, but it was really good whenever it first started out through the second season. And then whenever politics really started mirroring what was going on or is the exact opposite of whatever news source you watched, uh, it, it was like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. I'm done with this. So that's why it ends up at number nine, even though IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes rank it as like the third best. Oh, yeah. It's, it's super high on, on this. It's super goddamn high. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. For the first season, I get it. Uh, second season, it starts slipping, and after that, I'm I'm lost. I'm gone. Anyways, what you got well, next, bub? Fuck it, I'm out. Um, <laughs> so my my number eight is gonna really probably surprise the hell out of you. Um, okay. So Eugene Let Levy, uh, the dad from American Pie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he decided he was gonna. Um, write write a series with his kid uh dan and they're gonna put it out on on pop which used to be the tv guy channel which is a very strange platform to deliver this uh show on and the premise of this show is so it's a uh it's about one of the one percent uh rich and famous like i mean top 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 we're talking like donald trump um you know, multi, multi, multi millionaire family that they uh, they have everything going for them. And then something happens to where uh, they get caught up, the dad gets caught up in some sort of uh, a fraud or, or something. And uh, they lose everything, right? They get busted for by the government on uh, taxes and everything. And they lose all their assets, their their mansion, their house, everything, their 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 cars, all their possessions. The only thing that they're afforded is basically their ex- extensive wardrobe and you know whatever they can pack in their bags. And so they have to move out. And fortunately for them, they're able to. Do move. they move into a model home? No, they move to a town that uh, Eugene Levy, who's the. Uh, the, the star of the show he, he bought a town called Shits Creek for whatever reason Shits Creek day, yes for whatever reason okay. back in the day he bought this bought this town so that's the only thing that they're allowed to keep <laughs> and, and I don't remember why <laughs> it's, it's the very beginning it's covered in the first five minutes they, they said well you know where are we going to go well you can go to this town that you bought a long time ago that he didn't even remember buying he would just make frivolous purchases and uh, he bought the hotel like it was half filled Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's somewhere I it's got like a West Virginia feel to it. So I think it's somewhere over there. And they move to Schitt's Creek and they meet the mayor who's good enough to let them he rents them a couple of uh couple rooms. So it's the the dad is Eugene Levy, the mom is Catherine O'Hara, who's freaking underrated, super underrated actress. Really, really good. She's the O'Hara mom. is a great actress. Yes. She's the mom in Orange County and, and Home Alone. She she's like Mary Steenberg. She always plays the mom, but she yeah. plays well. Um, and then the kids, there's two a boy and a girl, and the boy is um, in real life is Eugene Levy's son. And the girl, I forget her name, but so they're 
the the mayor of Shit's Creek, his name is Roland Shit. The town's named after his family. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Roland Shit. So it's so ridiculous, dude. But it's it's such a simple show, but it's so damn funny. Uh, he rents them. He he puts them up in in the one motel that's in town, and it's basically a pay by week kind of deal. Um, you know where you'd find prostitutes and crackheads and shit like that. And so they Yes, have, I definitely know. <laughs> they, they have to adjust <laughs> their whole lifestyle right to living in this whole town and that's what the whole the whole uh, basis of the show is on. It, it and it's it's just kind of their their whole evolution from being, you know, a one percenter to just you know the other, the extreme opposite end of the of the lifestyle, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If and you it, go from the top, uh, uh, if right. you go from the top one percent or the top zero one percent, if you're a billionaire, yeah. right, and, and then move to the bottom fifty percent, it's like uh-huh. you feel like you just you're covered in slugs, right? And this is that's exactly it. And so it's kind of how they have to adjust to life, and it's kind of just follows them their adventures through uh, Shit's Creek. It came <laughs> out in. It it's, came out in 2015, and the last season is airing this year in 2020. It was announced, so it's really? going to be six seasons long. Yep, you can catch up with the first five on Netflix, and I think Pop just aired the whole marathon and, on New Year's Day because that's really the only okay. show that they fucking have. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add this one to my watch list because I have recently heard um, a big groundswell of following on this. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that are really getting in on it. Yeah, and there's people who mentioned it on our website, on, um, yeah. on the face on, yeah. on the Facebook page, and on my personal Facebook page. For anybody who wants to follow us, you can uh, look us up on Facebook um, on What's Your F and Binge. That's um, exactly the way it sounds. And our website, you can look us up on Google or the, go directly to the website at What's Your F and Binge. Um, but in the meantime, uh, there's a lot of people who have already responded to us since I put those sites up. And this was one of the first ones that came up saying, you have to watch and review this. This is literally, literally like one of the first three responses I got as soon as I posted the website. It's really one of those under the radar, uh, you know, because you see it, you think, what the fuck is Shit's Creek? How does this sound appealing at all? Because it just sounds stupid, and it is stupid, but that's what's great about it. I mean, it's not cheap laughs. It's it's well written, or it's it's very well. It is well written, and um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of homosexual stuff in it. The the son is is a homosexual. Um, okay, so, and he he plays it so well, dude. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> It's it's not cheap. Some of it's cheap laughs, but some of it's you know it's smart humor to me. I, it's you know how I am. I, I can't just sit yeah. there and like slapsticky. Sh- I don't care about shows with laughs. Yeah, we're not we're stuff. not doing the three stooges. Yeah. No, we're not. Um, and, and I just I just watched this whole series this year. So okay, and my you put wife, in six think, seasons this year with the kid. With the kid, yeah. My wife goes to bed watching this show. I mean, <laughs> I okay. started watching right. it one day, and she's like, what are you watching, dude? And I'm like, dude, it shit's crazy. And it took her, if you know my wife, and you do. Yeah. It, it took uh-huh. her 
few up a few times watching it, and now it's now it's in the rotation, the regular rotation with The Office, with Parks and Recreation. Um, oh, really? It's in there with that? Wins. Yeah, it's it's in the rotation, dude. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Well, so if Hefe if Hefe puts her stamp on it, I'm I'm definitely gonna because literally that was like um, these series that we're talking about now were the first two in the Shit's Creek. Was it was literally like the third one? I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, and everybody was talking about all the backstory and shit on it. I was yeah. like, "Whoa, hang on a minute!" Yeah, and it sounds really, really cool. And if it's, <laughs> it's you know, it, it's it's the opposite of rags to riches. It's to riches to rags, and it's kind of how they have to, you know, how they have to adjust to life being just normal fuck, normal assholes, you know, and still <laughs> right. trying, still trying to grasp on to what to you know what they used to have with their mindset there's they're still still holding on okay. to that dream that they'll be back to that point at some point so right so, yeah. okay yeah definitely i get that um okay so that is number eight for you it's my number eight all right uh so okay hang on just a second incidentally i'm giving that an eight as well on my rankings, so it's Isn't that an eight. I'm giving okay. it an eight. Yeah, it's it's a very solid series. It's it's one of those that doesn't it doesn't get boring, and it's it's linear, but it's also episodic. So uh, you know, it, yeah, you'll have occasionally one-offs of episodes that you know don't really tie into the whole rest of the thing, so you don't have to remember what happened last week. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about series or sitcoms is that one episode doesn't have to do with anything of the other. But right, if you're a faithful right. watcher, then, you can see those little Easter eggs. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember that from two exactly. seasons ago. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah. you. All right. Uh, so my next one on the list, now we're getting into the heavies for me. These are like legitimate, uh, legitimate Mexican. Um <laughs> <laughs> these are the ones that carry a lot of weight with me I did watch them all of the ones I'm getting ready to bring up next uh, starting from here all the way through uh, from, the, from the very beginning from its original air date and the next one for me uh, started on FX it's still carried on FX you can catch up with it on Netflix it was given an 8.4 on IMDb I myself give it a nine because mm. I grew up in the Cold War uh, Cold War era, okay. uh, especially the uh, '80s and whatnot. And that's the Americans. This show is, um, I, I, it's really hard to explain without giving away a lot of spoilers for anybody yeah, who it, hasn't watched it. it it's espionage it, and intrigue, and yeah. Yeah, it's a family that's been planted into Americana um, by the Russian uh, Soviet, you know, the KGB. They're, right. they're brought in, they know what they're doing, and they are looking for every weakness to report back home and just all of the twist, all of the um, enemies of the plot line, all the people who are looking to overturn the original couple. Um, everything they do in it is extremely top-notch. This is probably why FX is such a powerhouse in doing series right now. Because uh, this series came out 
Yeah. In uh, 2013. Right. And since then, it has won. Um, let me get my numbers straight here. It has won uh, seven Emmys and six Golden Globes. So in a uh, about a six-year span, they won 13 awards. Uh, and it's uh, just top-notch production, top-notch writing. The twist and turns. You do not have a fucking idea or clue of what's going to happen next from one series to the next. It is a real, real legit cliffhanger. Whenever me and Angie first started watching it from the beginning of season one, after the first episode, we were like, what the fuck? What the fuck yeah. is going to happen next? Right. Um, and growing up in the, in the uh, you know, from uh, prehistoric age through the 80s, like I did, <laughs> oh, remembering scary, the 80s, yeah. Was, yeah, I remember, you know, uh, I remember nuclear threats and like false, you know, fuck, false, man. false radio yeah. spots where they said seek shelter now because the, you know, uh-huh. the Russians have launched a, a nuclear projectile. I, I remember that. Yeah. And it was this, you know, this show captures like uh, a few very serious moments that were ingrained in my brain from the moment of grade school, like first grade kindergarten. All the way through to middle and high school, there were a few things you definitely knew were going to happen to you as a kid from the 70s and 80s. A, you were going to die in a tornado. B, (laughs) you were going to die in nuclear holocaust. C, you were going to be kidnapped. And D, you were going to die of AIDS. And this show takes care of three of the four fucking things that get brought up continuously from my grade school through high school fucking life. And so for anybody who's my age, it's just such a strong flashback. And you're like, God damn, how much of this shit was like really going on? Because the Cold War was real, bro. It was. It was real. Um, it was this real. Is, this, is actually, <laughs> this is actually based on, on a real a real life couple. So yes, yes, and that's what I was getting to next is that those motherfuckers like their stories have come out, and they ended up. Um, I don't know if they ended up actually jump, jumping the bridge or not, and being full on Americans, or if they were just caught in the loop. Uh, but anyways, whenever they're the true documentation and everything that came out that built this series it's it's really strong theater it really is especially if you live through that time because there was so much guessing about oh fuck what's going to happen next what what is uncle ronnie going to do that's going to piss, piss off the fucking russians yeah. and all of the shit was like it was really live and real through this show and i give it uh, again i give it a 9 Against a 8.4 on IMDb, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 78%. And it, the only thing I can say about that is if you gave it 78% on that, it's probably because you're watching it out of context and you didn't grow up then. Uh, That's fair. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be the only reason it doesn't get such a strong rating. And I almost took offense. I was like, you weren't fucking there, motherfuckers. Well, I was, and yeah. I remember it, and and it was like really strong, heavy shit. It really yeah. was. Yeah, there was Pepsi commercials followed by uh, Seek Shelter Now. Yeah, Seek Shelter Now, and then here's the Apple fucking commercial where the the yeah. fucking Russian fucking dude is throwing shit through the uh, screen. Like yeah. that that was in the middle of all of this shit. 
Um, yeah, a really strong series for me, and it like evoked a lot of emotion for me. It brought back a lot of remembrance. I was like super fucking heavy into it whenever it first came out. By sure. the end of the second season, Angie was like, "Okay, I'm done with this," because I think at that point it was becoming predictable for her because she was just remembering. And I was yeah. like, "No, we got to see what the fuck's happening next." Um, and then they brought their little girl into it, and all of this shit develops where there's this KGB tie-in, MI6, the fucking American CIA, and the FBI. Like you have all of this fucking intel shit going on. Like it, it, was, a, it was a really good series for me. And I give it a nine. Good deal. Good deal. I've seen I've seen a couple episodes of that, and I do plan on watching that uh, in its entirety. It's worth this season at least. Yeah. Well, and I do plan on watching it, and that's something I said in the beginning. I hadn't seen enough of the show, but I had seen enough to know that it's it's it, it is everything that you said. It is. It's a legit powerhouse. It really is. The last season, it kind of gets starting starting to get flaky at the end of the uh, Cold War. Like you don't know who has who's back, and shit just really fucking it just falls to pieces. And okay, that's cool. I get it. So yeah. the first season, they didn't really have a whole lot of wrap-up with where the script was going. Okay, cool. But if you watch the first three quarters of it, it's just a fucking really powerful series. At least for me, for someone my age who remembers that shit. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember, you know, looking into the skies, and I didn't know what the hell I was looking for because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, wonder for the nuclear cloud like, to show up, man. But, that fucking shit I, was scary. I do remember, yeah, looking into the skies and, and waiting for, you know, whatever to happen when I was living in, U like, Utah. Like, why would a fucking nuclear weapon land here? But I was ready for it. So Yeah, yeah. we were all ready for it. You had to practice it three times a week. Uh-huh, yep. Awesome. So anyways, that's that's, yeah. that, that's my number. Uh, what is that for me? Eight. That's number nine. Eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay, cool. So number seven, <laughs> um, again, in keeping with my theme of, I mean, so far, I've, it's just been all comedies for me. And number seven is, is no exception. Eastbound and down from HBO. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Right. It, it again. It started right before 2010. It came out in 2009. It only ran for four seasons. It was a short series, uh -huh. but it didn't need to be a long series because it's about a washed-up baseball uh, major league pitcher played by Danny McBride, who still has delusions of of being, you know, of making the making it back to the majors. He goes from being a major leaguer to being a substitute teacher and <laughs> yeah you know a gym teacher and i think it's uh fucking georgia or some fucking where and he's got all these he is number one in his own mind he's a legend in his own mind and he has aspirations of getting back to the majors and and relaunching his career and basically that's what all four of seasons is based on and so the first season right he's a he's a uh a high school uh, gym teacher, right? And he's got a crush on, or he used to date one one of the one of the who at the time that chick was hotter than shit. Yeah, yeah she was, um, and she's dating, <laughs> she's dating the principal, so he's trying to hook up with her and launch his career uh, again while he's living with his brother in the fucking shed. Um, 
And he's going around <laughs> doing all these promos, right? Going to like car dealerships and stuff, and throwing. He's doing like out. autograph signings at the yeah. dar- at car dealership. The Will Ferrell scenes are awesome. <laughs> Will Ferrell, yeah. I mean, this show was created by Jody Hill and um, and David Gordon Green, who are both buddies of McBride. And if those names sound familiar, it's think about this is the end. Think about Pineapple Express. Think about Snow Angels. Uh, observe and report uh, these guys have their fingerprints all over all that stuff and yep. that's to me that's part of the reason why I think why the show you know is, is so good because it's got all that juice behind it uh, if, you, just, if you sit back and think about it uh, from uh, that season started in 2009 you said was yes. it 8 or 9 2009 Ran through. Okay, if you if you think about it, if you look at the scripting and the producing, the writers and all, and and direction of it, that is a team of people who have their fingerprints all over the uh, the immediate comic gene of what's going on on television right now, for real. Yeah, yeah, and this was one of the one of the early early things that they they were doing, Um, and it didn't get a lot of publicity, didn't get a lot of press. they didn't get traction until after it was over, really. Right. It was a short series. Season two picks up. He goes to Mexico, <laughs> right, to try that to That shit is awesome. It's, yeah, it's He's ridiculous. all coked out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's He's all Mexican coked out trying to take steroids everything. and be fucking the next... Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's the star of the Mexican League. He comes riding in on a freaking donkey ride with <laughs> heavy yeah, He comes riding in yeah, or whatever his, in the middle of the game. Yeah, his bullpen song. He comes riding out on a burrow, and these Mexicans are just offended to fuck about this guy. They're, they don't even know who he is. Um, <laughs> There's so much offensive shit in this series. It's very, awesome from every episode. Yeah, he calls his his little brother. You know, you little fucking gay ass twit. Yeah, and all this shit. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking over the top, but it's. Is Danny McBride really earning his chops during those four years for real? Yeah, he's he's, and he's a powerhouse corroborator. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's writing all. He's, he wrote the last Halloween, dude. I mean, he's writing a lot of good shit now. Yeah, there was a movie called yeah. Arizona that he did recently where he's kind of a. It's, uh, it's uh, sort of a weirdly weirdly echoes that kind of. Uh, comedy that he had but he's kind of plays a little little bit of a sociopath in this and oh that'd be cool yeah it's a great movie arizona it's one of those like independent it's very independent film i think he wrote it he okay. might have directed it um but i really strongly recommend yeah looking that up and it's seth rogan's in it for a minute and it's not anything you'd expect when you think about when you see the first few minutes of it, you're like, oh, okay, it's a comedy. Well, it is, but it's a very, very dark comedy, and it's <laughs> he still he still has that comedic element to him, but he plays a very, very good uh, uh, psychopath. So, yeah, huh? Anyway, okay. getting off the subject a little out. bit. Yeah. Um, East eastbound and down. Yeah. Don Johnson, Michael Payne, all kinds of people are have have. Oh, there's all kinds of like super really pro athletes from back yeah. in the day and shit yeah. that make guest appearances. And yeah. The Will Ferrell shit is just fucking classic as fuck. But the uh, 
the whole show itself is just so offensive in the idea right and just so politically incorrect that's what makes it so fucking yeah. great for and guys he, like us and he has no idea what kind of <laughs> what kind of a prick he's being really he just yeah he, he has no idea he's a total goosebag that he's going to be back on top and he you know he's writing his own memoirs as he's as he's going along <laughs> trying to relaunch his, his career and it's it's just silly and 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 really good. So that's that's my number seven. Okay, one of my favorite scenes from that series is uh, the very first season, like episode two or three, and he's clearing out that like storage locker of all of his memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, and he throws that toilet seat lid with his fucking face on it at the kid, and he's like, "Here, there's five bucks, kid." <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, he's got all. He doesn't even know his nephew's name. He's like, "Here yeah. you go, kid." He tries to sell it on eBay, and I think he gets like a hundred bucks for like the fucking. For like two thousand pieces, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's so pissed about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you literally have a metric ton of memorabilia, and you get a yeah. hundred bucks for it. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that show that show is really good. Definitely, I I completely left that one off the list, dude. That's a good pick. Um. Okay, so going into it next for me is um. I'm not going to cover, recover a whole lot of ground because we're both on the same page here. Shameless. Um, other than I cannot say it enough that Frank Gallagher is one of the most epic father figures in all of television history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just fucking he's... incredible. And really not even the lead. If you watch the whole series. No. The shit that's going on with Lip, the shit that's going on with I, uh, Ian. Yeah, uh, Fiona. Whenever she's buying the laundromat and like trying to really fucking do a come up, yeah. and she's this little slut on the back page of everything. She like is. Fiona's hotter than fucking shit, she and really she's slut. fucking like really putting it out there. But she does a total fear of commitment. I get it, whatever. And uh, William H Macy, in the meantime, is just tearing every scene up that he's yeah. in. It's like Jack Nicholson in the original Batman. Every series, every scene he's in. He completely eats it alive. Like as soon as William H Macy comes on camera, you're like, "Fuck, it's Frank." Yeah, and he just does some outlandish shit, dude. He is um, one of the most underrated actors of our generation, dude. Seriously, he does. Not I, get, I agree does with not you, get man. The, the props he deserves. I mean, he's. You talk about like all these other, justly all these other uh, great actors, um, but William H Macy is, yeah. You, you can't. Uh, what, what everybody's going to probably you throw it. You can't imagine anyone else playing the part of Frank Gallagher because they just. Oh didn't. no, it's totally him. Yeah. Or you know that's the way people would peel the layers back. They would think that that is totally him. Um, he's he's definitely up there in the neighborhood of um. Oh, fuck! Everybody's going to fucking throw me some shit on this one. Why I can't think of his name, but um. Dracula and in Batman and um, oh Gary Oldman yeah those those two I think like Gary Oldman he like read the the script of Batman on his flight from England to Chicago and was like all right let's roll and I think William H Macy is on that level like he's just like able to look at a script and be like okay I got this and he doesn't this he's been doing this shit yeah. for ten years yeah. now yeah. 
you know, and he, he has never lit off. There's no die off in the character, even with the, the wealth coming into, you know, not wealth, but no, uh, some he, money he coming into the picture. Dude. He's, he's the one who's still fighting the yeah. fight, you know? Yeah, he is fighting. If there's wealth, he will fucking he will burn through it, it up. and start over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. And for a lot of other series, I would be like, okay, this is getting predictable. But I cannot take my eyes off the screen whenever he comes on. It's like, what the fuck is this idiot going to do next? And right. uh, that's one of the things I really, yeah. I really, really liked about the series. Uh, my wife first sh- uh, turned me on to this. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is like, this is filth, yeah. Angie. We grew up with these people. And she's like, yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's, it's funny when it's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not so much when you're when you're out there yeah. living Whenever it. Whenever you're actually having to but, do yeah. it, this is not funny, people. I'm not glamorizing it, but right. it is no. some funny fucking theater. That's for sure. Anyways, it came out Absolutely. in 2011. And... Um, IMDB gives it a 9.3. This is one of the uh, only shows I've given a higher rating than IMDB did. Uh, We have our short list of 10s, and I almost consider it to be very close to that. So I give it a 9.5. It's it's a very epic series. It really is. And it's gone on for so long, and nothing's been lost with all the characters. Um, Up until these couple final seasons maybe we'll see how it plays out but at the moment it's definitely yeah i, definitely I hope it doesn't there. go the way of and just lose its lose its you know luster because you know there there is starting to become a little bit of of money uh, yeah you know money is fixing the problems. Now they're starting, they're, yeah <laughs> yeah so frank's still out there doing the thing though, so. <laughs> yeah, frank is still fighting the fight that's what makes shit so fucking great about whatever he's done the last one with uh louis guzman in the last season <laughs> what was the homeless olympics or some shit that they're fucking... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the backyard barbecue shit and everything that happens every couple of seasons and shit gets yeah. fucked up and then the uh, homeless olympics um uh, fucking great 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 script ideas yeah. and they just really roll yeah. with it they really do yeah yeah all right so we're coming into the uh yeah. last couple of picks for me and joe for this episode we are going to do this in two parts because there's a lot of tv that we're covering here obviously um we're gonna do these last two picks and before we do i'm gonna give a shout out to my guys at op chops and crew They have a YouTube series. They're video gamers. They're on Stitcher. Um, They're doing a lot of stuff. They're getting a lot of followers built up. And um, I'm going to be on a guest uh, episode with them next Wednesday night. That's uh, Opie Chops and Crew on YouTube TV. Um, uh, Be on the lookout for it. I'll put the link out there. We're going to do these last couple episodes for me and Joe or last couple series. And then uh, whenever we come back the next time, which uh, in real time is going to be Sunday or Monday night, but by the time you hear it, it might be February. Um, uh, We're going to go ahead and dive into these last couple, but just keep your eyes out for that link. I'll share it on our webpage uh, for any of the gamers out there who are tuning in on this. Go ahead, man. Okay. So what are we on, six? Yeah. Number six, um, 
and I've only seen the first season and part of the second season. Okay. And that's enough. That's enough for me to really feel good about putting it at number six. Um, it came out in 2014, and if anyone's heard the name Joel and Ethan Cohen, um, <laughs> you'll know about Fargo. So Fargo is an anthology series that's that kind of continues off of the 1997 movie uh, or 96 movie of, of Fargo by the Coens, um, and they open this open every episode with these events are true, which uh, yeah, not so much, not so but much. it adds, but it adds, <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely adds to the intrigue and the. Uh, and everything of this of this show. Um, so right now it's four seasons. It started in 2014. Um, and the cool thing about this series is every season takes place in a different year. Like the first season takes place in 2006, and then it flashes back to 1979, and then season three takes place in 2010. It's basically just involving different kind of crimes centered around um, the Minnesota area and the Dakotas. It's kind of what it is. And so it's got Martin Freeman, Billy Bob Thornton, Ewan McGregor, Colin Hanks. If these names sound familiar, there's a reason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kirsten Yeah. And this thing has also won, especially in the acting category has won all kinds of Golden Globes. Yeah, I think uh, in Billy four Bob years, they've already run, they've already run, won like 10 or 11 awards on the yeah. Emmys and Golden yeah. Globes. It's moody, it's at, it's atmospheric, and it's just straight uh, intrigue and murder. And it, it kind of feels slow, but really, if you sit and watch it, it's not slow at all. It's a very engaging series. For um, anybody out there who's a uh, crossover fan from movies to series or whatever, just so for people's edification, is are the Coens still involved in the series? Yeah, they produce they produce the bulk of the series, like uh, um, probably three quarters of the series. So Arthur, they're the Arthur Digby sellers of branded, right? I'm gonna tie, I'm gonna do this tie in. Yeah, go from ahead. Lebowski to Fargo. Arthur Digby Sellers wrote, wrote the bulk of the series, dude. Well, uh, <laughs> the Coens produced the bulk of this series. They very much have signed off on it, and they're very, very much uh, active, active in the production of, of this. So, it's it, it is a spinoff of the original movie, and like I said, it's it's more of an anthology than than. Um, than what some of the other series are, where it just follows one character in particular. Uh, each season, it's kind of like True Detective, each season has its own set of mains, and it all ties together. Um, but they're all separate. Each season is its own separate entity. So it's it's really cool. Um, and if you like Fargo the movie, you're, you're going to really dig the series Fargo. And like I said, that came out, uh, started in 2014, 2015, and then uh, season four got picked up for this year. So it should come out sometime this year, 2020. I don't know if they're going to do another season beyond this. Um, but they did pick up the last really one, right? Yeah, it's picked up. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be 
it's going to be in 2020. Really, the only way, and again, FX, you're talking about FX, right? They are a powerhouse network. They really are. Pumping out amazing series. There's uh, a couple which may may or may not get mentioned later that come on FX. Um, There's a couple that, you know, uh, (laughs) Fargo, the Americans, right? Yeah. Um, They've done so much. Yeah, FX is one of the, along with AMC, um, really, I mean, those are the two, right? On regular cable. For network TV, you know, it's considered network TV now, because there isn't hardly anybody. I mean, it's, I think the stats. Nobody gives a shit about CBS and all that, really. Right. Let's be honest, dude. But the stats, the stats show that less than um, 18% of America is connected to cable TV. So we're talking, you know, literally 83% of America has been exposed to these networks. So these are network TV shows now. Right. right. Uh, and, uh, whenever I was growing yeah, up, there so was only three networks. Now there's uh, 200. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. But really, when you stop and think about quality TV series, there's FX, there's AMC. Uh, History has been doing a little bit of stuff lately, which, you know, has been pretty good. Uh, outside, I can't think of anything else outside of that. I mean, TNT and TBS, okay, maybe a little bit. They do they do a couple of limited series that are okay. Um, but to me, FX is is the benchmark for. for they definitely were for the last for the last decade. That's for sure. From 2010 to present, uh, which is January 3rd, 2020, the past 10 years um, of the shows that we're talking about, Sunny. Uh huh. Sonny's another one on FX. Yeah, Americans. Uh, uh-huh. Justified. Justified. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of I Anarchy. Mean, I yeah. mean, so it you know yeah. There's a lot that has to has to go on your list of the best of the past twenty years for sure. But of the past decade, five of the top twenty at least come just from FX. FX. Yeah. So they're definitely a, a network so they're, leader they're uh, doing, currently. Yeah, they're doing they're doing serious things, and and Fargo's one of the to me one of the, the the premier shows that you need to watch out for this year. So cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Fargo, man, that's a that's a good that's a good mention, man. That's uh, one that as much as I love the Cohen brothers and and anybody who spent any time around us or listens to us, we make mentions to Cohen brother movies all the time. We drop little taglines and shit like that. Like the Cohen brothers, uh, uh, they're, they're incredibly influential. Oh brother. Where art thou? Um, mine and yours. Uh, one of our favorites, lady killers, uh, which is incredibly (laughs) overlooked. In my yeah. opinion, right. uh, we're probably the only two people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like all of our friends, you yeah. want to go to sleep? Cool. We're going right. to put on Lady Killers, and me and Joe are going to sit up yeah. our asses off at it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also did a little show called No Country for Old Men. No Country so, for Old Men. Yeah. God damn it! That he yeah. is such a motherfucker in that movie. He has launched a yeah. career. Of being a bad guy yeah. for being in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, incidentally, Billy Bob Thornton in Fargo kind of has a similar haircut. So, you know. Something to watch out for. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, my next series 
on here. This is a History Channel mm. entry. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, it took me a minute looking through the series that I have on here on ranking it at this point. It was really hard for me not to have it in the top three because I really... My family heritage comes from this part of the world back in the 12th, 13th, 14th century. I love Viking shit and I love Ragnar Lothbrook, dude. There is very few series you could talk to me about that I don't get more excited about than Vikings. You do enjoy Vikings. Ah, god damn it, man. This show fucking does everything. It shows in a historical timeline real events portrayed fictionally. Yeah, Uh, it does. uh, Ragnar is a true Viking who is depicted in the English history uh, from the 12th century. His brother, um, Rollo, ended up being a duke in France in the 13th century later on. Um, His sons uh, did a lot of really crazy shit. But the main story, the first four seasons, getting to know Ragnar Lothbrook and what's coming, it's such an epic, epic. I I can't put enough epics on it, bro. I really can't. And um, it shows the true history of the Vikings about how they were with just tripping on mushrooms or gathering fish (laughs) or... Or fucking their wife and and having three slaves and the wife was cool with it. Or ending up meeting a queen from another country a hundred miles away and then moving him and your queen in together. And we're just going to have a happy fucking family. Just this crazy shit. Like my wife, while she was watching it, by the end of the second season, she was so mad at Ragnar Lothbrook. (laughs) And because of the fact that I was laughing at it, she was so mad. She stopped watching the series. And it's still going on now, and she has not watched it for seven years. And I have watched every episode of it. I cannot tell you. I cannot get enough of Vikings. And there's like three or four other spinoff series where they try to steal the title and get you interested in it. But they have historical taglines, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, but you're not really pulling the weight. You really aren't. Like history did such a great job with this series that I cannot give it enough kudos. And um, for this not to actually be on our ten list is just because we haven't talked about it. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm giving it a nine point five as it stands right now. IMDb gave it an eight point six. Uh, there are. Well, it, it holds it holds a little personal value to you too. Oh Jesus so. Christ, dude! Yeah, yeah, I I, yeah. I can't I can't talk about it enough without going into like really dorky family history shit. But um, there are two female leads on this on this uh, series that, if you did not know otherwise, would give absolute run for their money to Scarlett Johansson being like that seriously fucking hot. There's two of them in this series. Um, uh, Ragnar himself, he is like this. Uh, the actor, 
uh, which is um, Alexander Ludwig. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Alexander is like yeah. this really eccentric, fucking crazy Norwegian Swedish dude who like hides in the shadows and like comes out every few months is like, hey, I'm still here and does like really weird yeah. playboy shit. Like he's like really in tune with his biking side where he's coming out and just like really just destroying the fucking scenery around him. And uh, the fact that he hasn't got any lead acting jobs up to this point just has to fact uh, has to do with the fact that he's so yeah. European. But I mean, the series yeah. is fucking awesome, man. I can't say enough about it. Yeah, he well, he ha- he's done. He's been a little bit of a uh, few things. Like he had a bit part in uh, Man Down, uh, Man Down, Lone Survivor. <laughs> Man Man Down. Down. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the uh, he's the cheese dick at the beginning. It's like, hey, uh, yeah. you know, when do I get to go out? And he's got he's had parts in uh, the Hunger Games, and so I mean, he's he's been around a little bit. He's been around. Um, I mean, I think he's de- he's deserved. But as far as like leads, no. Yeah. No, he's 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 very underrated as, as far as a, as far as a lead actor. He's sure. he's a powerhouse motherfucker. Whenever he's able to get in tune with what is like really at the soul of the character, like if you look at how he develops Ragnar through the first four seasons, the character arc and the and the little character idiosyncrasies that you get from someone who's like they're they're seriously method acting. He is, yeah. he's, he really, I mean, he's Guys a strong it. motherfucker, dude. He really is. So anyway. I, I, I actually agree on that. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Vikings either, but I've seen some of it and it's, it is interesting and it's something, I mean, I'm a history guy. So, so yeah, it's, it's worth the watch for sure. There's, there's some of the things that they go into, like if you know Viking heritage or, or whatever, whenever they do the blood eagle, whenever they do the tripping yeah. on the mushrooms, and whenever they, whenever they do the, the voyage yeah. to England, and it's just so, it's, it, while you're watching it, it pulls you in. If you're not getting pulled in, you're not paying attention. I can't say that enough about about this series. This is like a hard sell for me, man, for real. Like you have to watch this fucking series. I can't say it enough. I yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. All right. So that is our first half. That's on history. And uh is there another streaming that it's on right now? It is on uh Netflix. Uh, and it's is it already up until the, the season that just got released on November the 5th. And uh, if you have the history app, it's in its entirety and including the most recent. If you're using Fire Stick, you can watch it as it drops. Okay. So it's available on a, on a few different platforms. And it, it's just, yeah, it definitely gets a big gold fucking star of approval for me, for sure. And, <laughs> and that, the old, the old. The old golden sticks. Yeah, the golden sticks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Today on on uh, Facebook, I did this little file she, form out. Uh, form she was film. telling me about that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> she was telling me about that. Yeah, so I gave the story of where my nickname comes from, and he was like, "Tummy sticks." I was like, "Yeah, bro." He's like, "The only thing I can think of is from Wedding Crashers." I'm like, "Yeah, exactly." And I gave yeah, him the rundown because it. it was like leading up to Christmas Eve and we're wrapping presents and we're telling the girls to yeah. stay out of it. 
And Sarah and Hefe yeah. asked fucking Angie, she's like, what are they doing in there? Playing tummy sticks? And that was like uh, 2000 and history making. Yeah. Yeah. That's been going on for like literally like 12. I, I could pull up.